You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Proverbs chapter 3, if we could, let's read verses 1 through verse number 10 together. Ready? Begin. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be hell to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. And you may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. And uh, here we are, Proverbs 3. I've taken a couple Sunday nights, uh, beginning with uh, July the 2nd, and we talked about spiritual healing. Is really what we need in our country. And Second Chronicles 7, 14, uh, help me with the verse if you know it. If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Do you know that our land, our nation is spiritually sick? Uh, now, I know there's a lot of sickness going on and I know there's a lot of people with physical needs. I understand that. But the greatest need in our nation is a spiritual need. We need some spiritual health. Then last week, we talked about a, a situation where um, Elijah, a man that had prayed fire down from heaven. Well, you talk about a mountaintop experience. Now, I've seen some answers to prayer in my life. I've seen some amazing things. I've never called fire down from heaven. But Elijah saw that. He witnessed that. And yet, with just, within just a short time, he was so discouraged. He said, Lord, it is enough. Uh, take my life. It, it's good for me just to be dead. And he needed some spiritual healing. And you know how that spiritual healing came? It came because God sent an angel. And that angel gave him some food and gave him some water. And Elijah got some rest. And that angel touched him. And he said, arise, for the journey is too great for thee. And we talked about some uh, some spiritual health that we need in our lives. Tonight, I want to draw your attention to Proverbs 3. And uh, I love this passage. I have uh, quoted so many times Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. How many of you at some point in your life have memorized some of these verses, or at least verses 5 and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I have claimed those verses. I have used those verses so many times in my life. 
I like verse 7. I've mentioned this. I've preached from this. I've used this verse. Uh, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. But tonight I have to confess, I have never preached from verse number 8. Now I've mentioned it, I'm sure. I've read it in passing. But I want you to notice what verse number 8 says concerning this passage of Scripture. It says, it. Well, we're going to look at what it is. It is verses 1 through 7. If you do it, if you do these things, if you follow this uh, prescription, if you take these spiritual vitamins, if you take these spiritual supplements, if you do these things, there are some benefits that will happen because of it. Now, I won't ask for a show of hands because I'm afraid I might embarrass some of us, but I wonder how many would say, you know, Pastor, I feel like I eat pretty healthy. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Might be easier to say, how many of you say, I don't eat very healthy? Don't don't, don't raise your hand there. But do you remember when you were a teenager? You remember when you were a young adult? Well, I remember some of those days, and now I just shake my head and think, what in the world was I thinking? I remember my brother uh, Joel and I and brother Dan, you went to uh, East Moline Christian for uh, for a while, and I went to school with your uh, sister and brother-in-law. We were in the same grade. But... I remember we'd get done with school, and school went till 3.45. That was a long school day. We didn't have a gym, so we went about 20 minutes away to the basketball gym down by the river, and we'd practice there. And We didn't practice by the river, but the gym was down by the river. I'm glad it wasn't outside practice in Illinois in uh, December and January. Uh, but we, we would go in there for practice, then we'd come back to the school, and we wouldn't get back to the school many times till... 6, 30, 7 o'clock, and then we'd get our vehicle, and then I, my brother and I, we'd drive home. Well, it just so happened that after a long day of school, after a long basketball practice, for a young 17-year-old, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about food. And I knew there was food back home. I knew there would be food at home. But it was just so tempting because right by that school, there was a Burger King. Now, you may not like Burger King, and that's okay with me if you don't like Burger King. There's more for the rest of us. But Burger King, they had these, this special that they would run for their Whoppers. Now, is there, anybody, is there anyone else in here that, I'm not saying you want one right now, but, but you, you do like Whoppers. Is there anybody else like that? That's just a hard, that's a hard burger to beat. I mean, that's good stuff. Especially when you're 17 years old and you've just got done with a long school day. How many of you students know that after a school day, you get hungry? You know what I'm talking about, students? I'm telling you, you're just starving. I mean, for me, I remember in school, my stomach was growling as soon as I got to school, you know. And then lunchtime would kind of, you know, calm it down a little bit. But then it was back to rumble in the afternoon. I was hungry. And then basketball, you can't eat a lot before basketball practice. And so I remember I'd get those, I'd get that Whopper. And I'd get that French fry, and I'd get that soda, and now I look back and I think, why did I do that to myself? That was not healthy. And all God's people said, amen. It wasn't healthy, but we still do it sometimes, right? But if you were to eat like you did when you were in high school, or if you were to eat like you did when you were in college, I I had some times in college, like most of the food I ate was after 10 o'clock at night. That's not a good time to eat. But that was the way my schedule was, and 
But if you were to take all that stuff and you were to put all that stuff, all those hamburgers and french fries and, and milkshakes and soda and candy bars and pizza and all that junk, and then you woke up the next morning and you thought, you know, I don't feel very good. We would not be surprised. We would say, that's an obvious. Of course you don't feel very good. That stuff is not going to make you feel good. However, I think sometimes in the Christian life, we're puzzled. And we wonder why we don't feel like reading the Bible. We wonder why we don't feel like praying. We wonder why we don't feel like going to church. We wonder why we don't feel like going so many. We wonder why we don't feel like giving. We wonder why we don't feel like being kind or, or, or being caring or being compassionate or being forgiving. We wonder why we don't feel that way when in reality, all we've put into our minds and our lives many times is a bunch of garbage. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. I'm preaching to the Sunday night crowd. But, but let's be honest, sometimes our intake is a lot more of television, a lot more of news, a lot more. And by the way, we're getting, getting up, up to an election year again, and just be prepared. You're going to be inundated with bad news and negative news and all kinds of crazy stuff. You're going to have to keep your mind on Christ. You're going to have to keep your, your, your face not on the computer, on Facebook, but you have to keep your face in this book. You're going to have to spend time on your knees and you're going to have to get some good stuff in you so that you can have spiritual health to fight against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Verse number 8, Proverbs 3, it says this, It shall be health to thy navel. That means that these things will be health to your body. And it says, And marrow, which is strength or refreshment to thy bones. Now I want to tell you, these things will help you spiritually, but these things will also help you physically. Remember we said last week how, how, how it's so much is connected. Uh, your mind and body and your soul, they're, they, they're all together. And we don't just place the emphasis on the physical, but we also don't just place the emphasis on the spiritual. The emphasis is first on the spiritual, but then you better take care of your mind. You better take care of your emotions. You better take care of your body because we want to be healthy. Uh, so that we can serve God to the best of our ability as long as God gives us breath. So let's look quickly at the prescription. First of all, I want you to see the benefits. The benefits I'm going to go through very quickly. Verse number two, if you take this prescription, if you take these vitamins, if you take these supplements, here's what the Bible promises in your life. Verse number two, length of days, long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Now that sounds good. Long life, length of days, and peace. Who wouldn't want to sign up for that? Well, you're going to have to get the ingredients. You're going to have to get uh, the prescription so that you can have the benefits. Notice verse number four. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. It says this is going to help you spiritually and this is going to help you relationally if you will get these inside of you. Now, again, you've got vitamins or you've got supplements that are sitting at home on the counter or sitting at home on the shelf. They don't do you any good sitting in the bottle, right? You got to take them. And this book doesn't do you any good just sitting on a shelf. This book doesn't do any good just tucked up under your arm and you bring it to church. Now, I'm glad you bring it to church. I hope you bring it to church. But you got to read it you got to get the Bible in you and you in the Bible. Here's another benefit, verse number 6. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Wouldn't that be wonderful to say, hey, I don't, have to, I don't even have to know where I need to go. I'm just going to let God direct me. I don't even have to know the way. I don't even have to understand the roadmap. I'm just going to let God lead me and direct me. That's a benefit. Verse number eight, we already read it. Health to thy body, strength to thy bones. Verse 10, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. There is provision. God promises to supply the needs and give you what you need if you will follow his blueprint, if you will follow his prescription. And then verse 13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom, the man that getteth understanding. Can I tell you, the Christian life is the happiest life. It's the greatest life in all the world. But some Christians are not happy. Some Christians are miserable. Uh, some Christians have lost their joy. They've lost their peace. They've lost their purpose for living. It's because although we're saved, although we've been born again, we have not gotten the ingredients of God's word into our daily lives. Let's look quickly at the ingredients. Let me go quickly. Number one, what needs to be in your life in order for verse number eight and all these other benefits uh, to be applicable to you? Number one, I want you to notice in verse one. Solomon, writing to his son, Rehoboam, he says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Number one, we see the law. Solomon says, Son, this is it. You, you've got to have the word of God in your life. And then he goes a step further. He says, you've got the law, you've got the commandments, but he said, now you've got to do something with it. He says, first of all, don't forget it. And can I remind you tonight, Victory Baptist Church, don't forget what God has said. And you know when we forget sometimes? We forget when things get hard. Have you ever noticed if you're ever in an emergency situation, what usually happens? You forget everything you know to do. You panic, you stress. Oh no, what are we going to do? And you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And when the devil comes and when Satan tries to attack and he tries to throw those fiery darts, you need to know what the Bible says. Don't forget it. He says in verse number one, my son, forget not my law, but keep, uh, verse number one, uh, forget my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Number one, the law. Don't forget it, follow it. Number two, what do we need in verse three? Solomon writes to his son, he says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Number two, concerning mercy and truth, Solomon says, don't forsake them, but fortify them. He said, you better hang on to mercy and truth. Mercy is loving kindness. Truth is a, a firmness, a, a stability. It, it, it refers to doctrine. And friend, I want to tell you, you can't live your life based on feelings. You can't live your life based on emotions. Many people do. You know why some people leave a church? Because they got their feelings hurt. Now, I'm not for hurting feelings. As a matter of fact, I don't even like getting my feelings hurt. But that's not why I make major decisions. I don't make major decisions because, oh, they didn't make me feel good. I make decisions because here's what the truth is and here's what the Bible says. And you and I, we must have mercy, that's loving kindness, and we must have truth. Don't forsake them, but fortify them. It says in verse number three, it says, bind them about thy neck. As a matter of fact, don't just fortify them, but forge them on your heart. Notice what it says in verse 3. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. 
Do you think Solomon is pretty serious about getting this message to his son? He said, you better have mercy and truth. You better hang on to it. You better not forsake it. You better get it fortified in your life. And as a matter of fact, go ahead and write it on your heart. Make it a part of your life. Number three, what's the ingredient we need? It says in verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'll use the word faith. The word trust in the Old Testament is the equivalent to the word faith in the New Testament. Have faith in God. Fully trust. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Isn't it amazing sometimes that we can trust God for some things, but then there's some things we can't. I'm not sure why that is. I think that's just maybe the way our, our mind works, but maybe you can trust God with your health, but you can't trust him with your finances. Or maybe it's vice versa. Or maybe you can trust God uh, for this prayer request, but maybe there's this need over here that you can't just let go and trust God. The Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, faith is not 50%. Real faith is not 75%. Faith is to say, I'm all in. I'm trusting God. And if God doesn't do it, it's not getting done because I don't have a plan B. I don't have a backup. I am fully trusting in God with all my heart. The ingredient is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have faith in God and fully trust. Number four, the next ingredient, Solomon writes to his son. He says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. I want you to hold your place in Proverbs 3, and I want you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 3 in your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 3. I love the book of Proverbs. I hope you, I hope you read a, uh, a, a chapter from Proverbs every day. It's so good. It's so rich. It's just so practical. But I want you to notice in 1 Kings chapter 3 that Solomon is not just writing about something that he heard or something that he thought was a good idea. But Solomon was writing about something that he knew from experience. He said, son, do not lean on your own understanding. Look at 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon is to be king in the place of, uh, of David, and he has taken the throne. And it says in 1 Kings 3 and uh, verse number 9, Solomon prays and he says, God, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Verse 11, And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold... I have done according to thy words. And lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee in all thy days. Notice verse 14. And if thou walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Does this not sound like Proverbs 3? 
And Solomon is saying, hey, son, here's what God told me. If you'll not lean on your own understanding, if you'll trust the Lord, God will give you a long life. God will give you riches. God will bless you. God will take care of you. But you've got to get the ingredients in in order to get the benefits out. Acknowledge God, verse number six, excuse me, verse number five, lean not unto thine own understanding, be fixed on God and not on flesh. Can I ask you this evening, with whatever you're going through, and we're all going through something, with whatever you're going through tonight, are you leaning on your own understanding to get you through, or are you leaning on God's wisdom? Sometimes we get fixed on ourselves. We think we've got it figured out. But if we're going to experience the blessings promised in Proverbs 3, we cannot lean on our own understanding, but we need to be fixed on God, not on flesh. Number five, Solomon goes on to say in verse number six, he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That word acknowledge, it means to discern. It means to see, it means to perceive. And notice what he says, he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. That means in everything we do, we ought to be looking for God. In everything we face, we ought to be looking for what is God trying to say? What is God trying to do? I'm afraid sometimes we go through trials and we go through situations and we miss it because we spend all of our time complaining. We spend all of our time griping. We spend all of our time saying, poor me, I've got it so hard, I've got it so bad. When in reality, God is trying to show us something. And in all of our ways, we should acknowledge God, see God in everything. Number five, I'll say this, focus on God and follow his lead. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Have you ever had someone give you directions and you, you already knew the way, and so they gave you directions, but you didn't go that way, you went your own way. And by the way, sometimes that works out. Sometimes that works better. You're thinking, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Friend, I want to tell you, God always knows what he's talking about. And it may not make sense to you, may not make sense to me. It may seem like the craziest thing in the world because you've got it all figured out. And you say, well, but that's not what God's saying. I think I'll do it my way instead of God's way. You will be lost. <laughs> You will be in construction. You will be stopped in traffic. You will have your progress hindered. I promise you, it's not a good idea to go your own way and to neglect the way that God is directing. We see number five, focus on God and follow his lead. That's the ingredient we need. Number six, the ingredient we need in order to experience all these benefits and blessings, number six is humility. The Bible says in verse number seven, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Well, how many times have we been guilty of this? Being wise in our own eyes. We think we know the answers. We think we've got it all figured out. And you know what God does sometimes? God, God gives us, after the meal, God gives us dessert. And it's a big piece I don't know if you've ever tasted it before, but I have. It's called humble pie. And I think every Christian, I think, needs to have some humble pie. Every now and then, just to remind us that we're not in control. 
And we don't have it figured out, and we don't have all the answers. Be not wise in thine own eyes, Solomon writes. And he says, uh, but rather fear the Lord and depart from evil. Number six, the word humility is to fear God and forsake evil. That word there in verse number seven, it says depart from evil. It's the idea of avoiding something. I always think about Job when the Bible says that Job was a man that feared God and he eschewed evil. That's an interesting word. We don't use that very much. But what does it mean to eschew evil? It means to stay away from it. It means to avoid it like the plague. It's not even to get close. Hey, this week, God's people, Victory Baptist Church family, let's not see how close we can get to sin. Let's see how far away we can stay from it. Let's depart from it. Let's avoid it. Let's not get up to that edge and then it's too late and we slip and we're falling off the cliff. Let's stay away from evil. Let's avoid it. Let's depart from it and do what's right. Number seven. Say, Pastor, how many ingredients do you have in uh, this, uh, this passage? I got 34, but we're on our way. We're almost there. This number seven. No, it's not 34. Number seven. What's the ingredient? It says in verse number nine, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Number seven, the ingredient is if you want the blessing of God, and if I want the blessing of God, we need to learn to give to the Lord, and then he will bless us for it. We need to, Brother Nathan, if you'll remind me, we need to do this uh, here sometime, and we'll probably get Brother Jake to help us, but we'll do some videos. I I've heard some amazing stories from some of our members, and I've not asked them, it's just been in passing, about how they learned what it was to give and how they learned what it was to tithe and, and how they talked about how they would give and how God would bless in return. And I'm not talking about, you know, you put a, a dollar in the offering plate and the next day you go out and there's a $100 bill in the mail. I'm not talking about that, although it could happen. But I'm just saying God blesses. God always takes care of you. When you honor the Lord and you give what God, what belongs to him, he is always going to take care of you. We need to do that sometime, especially. Uh, we got so many of our members have been, been in church their whole lives, and they have learned the joy of giving. They've learned the secret of giving and obeying God, and that God always blesses when you give accordingly. But verse number nine, it says, honor the Lord. Put God first with your substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. God desires that which is first. So I'll say this, number seven, be faithful in giving and God promises that you will be fruitful in return. That's not a promise from the pastor. This is not a promise from a, a television evangelist. This is not a promise from a prosperity gospel preacher. This is what God says. If you honor him and if you give unto him and if you're faithful in your giving, God promises that you will be fruitful in return. And then lastly, number eight. What are some ingredients that we've got to have in this prescription? What are some ingredients that, that we've got to have in our, our intake, in how we, uh, we, we, we bring the word of God and put it inside of us and make it a part of us? Lastly, and this is just the order of scripture here, but I probably saved the, the hardest one for last. It says in verse number 11, my son, Mrs. Solomon, speaking to his son Rehoboam, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. 
neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son, in whom he delighteth. Number eight, the ingredient that we've got to have in our lives is we've got to be able to receive correction from God. Now that's hard to do. Because most of us in this room, we don't like receiving correction from anyone. We don't like receiving correction from uh, a store employee. We don't like receiving correction from a government official. We don't like receiving correction from a law enforcement officer. We don't like receiving correction from uh, a teacher. We don't like receiving correction uh, from a coach or an official. Those of you that have officiated, you know that. Oh, people get all upset. But can I tell you, every one of us, we need correction. And specifically tonight, I want to say this, we need correction from God. We must receive correction from God. Here's why. Because the Bible tells us that the Lord loves those who he corrects. You know why God corrects you? Because he loves you. As a father, the son in whom he delighteth. My dad has been with the Lord now for seven and a half years. I've told you this story many times, or these stories. I know you don't believe it, but I used to get in trouble when I was little. I know, that's shocking. Was that you, Miss Heather? Did you have to laugh that loud? Oh, God bless you. But occasionally, when I'd get in trouble, and my dad would correct me. And you know... My dad hadn't gotten the memo about timeouts. He had not gotten the memo about sitting in the corner or getting grounded. We cer he certainly didn't take away my allowance because we didn't get an allowance. I told you that one, right? I asked him about it once. I said, Dad, do we get any kind of allowance? He said, son, as a matter of fact, you do. You are allowed to live in this home. You are allowed to sleep in that bed. You are allowed to eat meals. And, you know, and I said, okay, Dad, I get it. But I remember my dad always had that speech. And your dad probably had the same speech also, but he'd always say, son, this is going to hurt me more than it is going to hurt you. And I did not believe that at all until I became a father. And can I remind you that when God corrects us, it actually hurts him more as our Heavenly Father, then it hurts us. And we don't like it. Boy, we bristle. Boy, we bucket. Boy, we fight it. Boy, we push back. We don't want anybody telling us what to do. We don't want God telling us what to do. We don't want anybody to cramp our style. We don't want anybody to, to get involved in our business. But friend, I want to remind you tonight, if we're going to experience God's blessing in our lives, we're going to have to receive correction from God. You say, how does God correct us? Well, he corrects us through his word. Uh, and that may be through a preacher, that may be through a, a teacher, that may be through a, a godly person in your life that loves you enough to tell you the truth of what the Bible says. But I'll tell you this, God corrects through the Holy Spirit. There's things that you will do, there's things you will say, there are things that you will be involved in. And the Holy Spirit of God will speak to you Say, child of God ought not be here. Child of God ought not to do that. Child of God ought not be looking at that stuff. Child of God ought not be listening to that stuff. And you have a choice at that moment. 
whether or not you're going to receive correction, you're going to push it away. And if you experience the correction from God and you experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you ought to fall on your knees and thank God that He loves you enough to correct you. You ought to thank God that He still cares enough about you and He still cares enough about me to speak to us and to try to protect us from ourselves. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. For whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom He delighteth. I won't have you take the time to turn there, but the book of Hebrews says that if God does not correct you, if God does not chasten, with you, chasten you, it may be because you are not his child. And I'm not here tonight to cause you to doubt your salvation or to question if you're saved, but I'm just saying this. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit of God living in you. You're not going to be able to enjoy living a life of sin. You're not going to be comfortable in a backslidden condition. You're not going to be uh, angry and bitter and critical and, and have the peace of God in your life. You're going to have the Holy Spirit that's going to keep coming back and keep speaking to you until you get it right. And then in verse number 8, all these things, all these ingredients, it shall be health to thy body and strength and refreshment to thy bones. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.